0: what's up everyone welcome to the single player experience podcast the hottest thing since sliced bread as always i'm your host sebastian malden and we got a banger episode for you our indie dev spotlight episode where we're going to break down a really cool indie game that needs to be on your radar and you know, normally I, when I do these episodes, I always gush about like how unique a game is, how special a game is, like why this game should be on your radar. And this this episode is no different because I found another banger that you have to play, especially if you are a PC gamer, especially if you aren't, if you like get your games from itch. This one is a must play. So enough about me, Gavin, because we got a special guests with us today. As always, I want to introduce the wonderful, the amazing, the sensational Lily Valine. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I got a strong intro. I can't be wrong. I can't be. I can't be <laughs> right for that one.
0: I'm so glad to have you. For everyone who didn't know, Lily is the developer and from the game. We're going to be spotlighting today. She is also like, I want to say the head of LilyCore Games, right? What?
1: The the yeah. one only member of LilyCore Games.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so all the positions, basically. Yeah. All the positions. Um, so Lily, for the people who don't know you, can you introduce yourself to the audience?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I'm Lily, uh, I've made. I've been making games for a long time now, probably since I was about a teenager. Um, and I recently released a game called Boss Game, The Final Boss Is My Heart. Um, it's it's probably the biggest project I've ever worked on before this. I've done like, probably, I don't know, like one or two dozen game jam games that are all very small. And like, some of them aren't even around anymore. They don't work on your computer and stuff like that. but. uh yeah, I make lots of different I make lots of action games. I make lots of little arcadey style games. Um, and boss game is a mix of like an arcade game and like a, a story kind of game, so Oh
0: no, yeah. for sure, for sure. Pretty hair and pretty heavy on the narrative there. I love it. Absolutely <laughs> love it. But you know before we get into the topic of the show which is boss game the final boss is my heart i gotta ask you your basically your icebreaker question if kirby absorbed you and i see a kirby behind you if i'm not mistaken yeah, i dude. think there's i think there's a kitty <laughs> and ditto and kirby both on like the top shelf and the bottom shelf right
1: oh i do have, I have two kirby's
0: in the you have two kirby's <laughs> have yeah two kirby. if kirby absorbed you what kind of powers would he get
1: um yeah uh okay no, Kirby absorbed me. I have a hard time imagining. I can kind of imagine Kirby with my hair. I have like bright pink like bob right now. So I can imagine Kirby with the hair. My power, I don't even know. Um, Probably talking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I have a tendency to get really into specific subjects and then talk about them for like 10 minutes and then I'll be 10 minutes in and then I'll be like hey, is this going on a little long? <laughs> People are like, are you still with me? Do I have to like check it? So I could see, I could see that probably. Um, I can get on a tangent pretty easily, so.
0: I love that. What um, What is like a topic that, you know, if that topic comes up, you're guaranteed to get on that tangent?
1: Sure. Yeah, I mean, like the the probably kind of obvious one is that, um, and luckily I have, I have my girlfriend that's really into video games too. So she'll talk about something about a video game and then I'll start to like, break down and analyze like different game design parts of it or like what I might have done in that situation and stuff like that or like how I would have approached it or why I think it's cool or whatever and then I'll go on for 10 minutes and I'll be like I didn't really mean to do that, <laughs> so I'll like apologize for something really, um... but no it'll be anything, like I, I get into random bits of history or something too or just like kind of get really excited about or interested in, um, yeah I don't know.
0: <laughs> That's really cool. I I'm the same way about like video games, not on the technical level, of course, but why I love them. And then like comic books, like comic books centric stuff, I'm I can get on a tangent about as well. So yeah, sure. I get that completely. I do have to ask you, what is the like the latest game that you and your partner have like deeply conversed about, where you got on a can like a tangent about?
1: Oh sure. Oh god, let me think. I have to. Think. I can't know if I, I can't remember if I remember any of our tangents specifically, but my so she plays. Uh, luckily for her, she's been playing through all the Persona games.
0: I so love like she, it.
1: Yeah, so i I don't have time. I don't make as much time from, for RPGs anymore because the Persona games are, you know, hundred hours or whatever. Um, but so she played through Persona Five, and then very recently played through Persona Four, and I got to enjoy it like through her, and like kind of like pushed her towards dating Chie, and like, <laughs> oh, so, like and other things. So I was like. You know i think she's pretty great you should probably talk to her and then like but i get to enjoy it through her um and i know we've talked about random bits of the game like plenty uh whether it's just the storytelling in that game uh, there are certain parts of it that are really cool or the the persona games have the cool mechanics that go through you know the the kind of day-to-day life into the dungeon delving um we talked about the dungeon design and stuff like that i don't know it was That's so about all sorts of stuff. <laughs> I, I can't keep my mouth shut so um
0: do you I, feel like you you play the role of backseat gamer a lot
1: so i try not to i try not to like <laughs> tell her what to do but like one thing i can tell i do a little bit is like i will say stuff from like you know, I think I probably would have done this differently. <laughs> Which is like, probably not the not always the most fun to thing to hear about a game that you're playing, but uh, but she likes to talk about it too. So we we talk about lots of stuff. Like she'll talk about like things she doesn't like about it, and I'll be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, you know. And it, it is interesting hearing her perspective on things because, you know, she plays tons and tons of games. She plays all all sorts of games from lots of different genres, but she doesn't design games. So like seeing her why she feels the way she does about games just as like a player is in for is useful for me as like a designer because i'll be like oh it makes sense that like a player would feel this way i can't like see those things as much anymore because i'm so close to like certain parts of designing it mm-hmm. so it's cool It's it's really interesting i like getting someone to talk to about it so it works out
0: that is really cool <laughs> so, so lily Let's start with our topic of the show, and that is Boss Game, The Final Boss Is My Heart. For the people who don't know about this game, in your own words, can you describe this for the audience?
1: Sure. So Boss Game, The Final Boss Is My Heart, is a lesbian romance boss rush. Um, You play as two girlfriends who are broke, and they're hunting devils to pay the rent. Um, The entire game from back to front is all boss fights. And then in between the boss fights are like cutscenes and narrative segments where you get to kind of see their daily lives and get to see them, like trying to pay their bills and like arguing with their friends and stuff like that. Um, so it's fun. Uh, I think there's a good, it's a good mix of like, you know, very arcadey, very, uh, back and forth, like tempo driven boss fights. And then, um, almost like visual novel segments, I would say.
0: That's really cool. Um, so like, you, how long has this game been in development?
1: Sure. So it's a little bit of a tricky question because it's a concept that I had like over 10 years ago. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I tried to make it into an RPG at some point, like a full RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that didn't work because I had no idea how to do that. Uh, <laughs> And so, this like kind of full version of boss game from like start to finish was probably about four four and a half years. Um, it came out last year actually on mobile, uh, so it came out on phones first last October, and that was probably about four years. And just came out this summer on Steam. It's like four and a half ish.
0: Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. So so like. Based on uh, you know, I've looked and did a little research into like your Steam page and such like that. Fantastic reviews, glowingly positive. Like, what has it been like to have uh, that warm reception for your game? It's
1: it's like it it's extremely good. Basically, Um, (laughs) it's extremely it's extremely uh, exciting to me. Extremely lovely to read. Like, I, I I um you know when you make a game. I, I have confidence and I was like, I felt pretty good about boss game. I was like, this feels good to play. I'm not sure. I think the story's pretty good. You know, I, it's hard for me to say what's good and what's not, but like, I felt pretty good about it. And I was like, I would love to know that like people liked it or people had a good time with it or whatever. Um, but the number of people who have told me that they like, it's like, it's made them cry or they got really, really into it and they replayed the game three times. Or they really, really like certain parts about it, and they'll like kind of rave about their favorite characters or whoever. Um, that kind of stuff is is kind of amazing to me. Um, and I, uh, you know, there's a part of me in my in my head that makes me worry that like, oh, what if this is just a fluke? Like, what if I only, kind of stumbled backwards into like making this happen? But uh, it, it's mostly just really wonderful. I, I feel extremely lucky, basically. Um, that's
0: that's really cool. Like it. it- does it feel like all the hard work is paying off?
1: I I could not have asked for a better reception <laughs> for this game. <laughs> I, I, you know, I I make games because I, I really enjoy the process of like sitting down and working on the games. I like the problem solving that goes into designing games and to, you know, boss game. It was a big uh, challenge for me because it was the first time I would tried to write a big story like this. So that was a fun challenge for me. It was hard, you know, it was stressful at times, but um, I would have been like satisfied if I had made a game that I was proud of and if like a few people played it and liked it, right? If like my friends had played it and liked it, I would have been pretty happy. Um, I, you know, everything past that is just incredible to me, basically.
0: The icing (laughs) Um, on the cake, so to speak. Yeah,
1: the the fact that people really seem to like it and that it's gotten, like a lot of good reception and positive reviews and stuff like that is I feel like I, I'm more than I feel extremely lucky basically <laughs> uh I'm extremely happy that I did that uh you know I'm happy making games but when you work on something that long uh and you work hard on something you do
0: want people to like it <laughs> like you do want people to see it and like get excited
1: about it so I'm, I'm very glad for that
0: so uh to elaborate on something you said earlier about like you know this is one of the first games you had to you were completely like diving deep into that narrative process now mm-hmm. uh, like what was that like because this is a story about like anna and sophia who were basically mm-hmm. trying to make a living by hunting devils so <laughs> like what was it like creating this this type of game and this story sure
1: yeah i um it was definitely like the story came from the reality is, I am just a really big fan of old school RPGs. Like, I loved like Chrono Trigger. I loved Final Fantasy. I loved all those games growing up. If I had time, I would be super into Persona. Like all those games, I'm, I'm I'm wildly into. But I don't have time for them to play them as much anymore. And I knew I would never have the time to like make something of that scope, obviously. So I wanted to see if I could if I could make a story that. Um, would kind of have that same kind of heart as those stories, but maybe be a little smaller and more compact. So the narrative focusing on Sophie and Anna is very much like, it's very close to them. It's just kind of about them and like their friends and people they know and like antagonists that they run into and people who cause them problems. Um, And it focuses a lot on their relationship. Um, Another big part of it that I was interested in is that I, there's a lot of, a lot of the romance stories that we read and a lot of really popular romance stories are really focused in focused on like a couple getting together, mm-hmm. um, which is fun, it's really exciting. Obviously, everybody kind of loves to see like a kiss scene at the end and stuff like that. Um, but I really kind of want to, that's such like a small part of a, what an actual relationship is like that I wanted to write a story about what it's like to date somebody and like, you know, argue with them about stuff, and then like goof around with each other, and what it's like to flirt, and like all these sorts of things. I, I wanted to focus on more, um, and that just happened to pair really well with the, you know, the two hero fighting system.
0: Uh, I don't know. That dynamic is really cool. Like, um, and you're right; you don't really get to see that, like, the middle part of a relationship. It's always either the a big uh, ending where like they're either happily ever after, or broken up, or is that culmination climax of like oh they finally got together we we did it as like we all got them together basically so it is uh almost a unique thing to see like you know like the middle part what it's like to actually be in basically in the details so to speak of what the the couple's relationship is like so the dialogue there like what was it like writing the dialogue between sophie and anna
1: sure yeah uh it was I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like where my inspiration for a lot of it came from. I, I can definitely say that a lot of it is dialogue that is not dissimilar to the way I talk to other people I know. The <laughs> way that I talk to my girlfriend or the way I talk to, you know, have talked to people in the past or whatever. Um, it's a lot of like gentle teasing and playfulness. Um, you know, they, they make lots of jokes at each other, they kinda tease each other about stuff. Um, but it's like not a it's not a mean relationship. Like they get along very well together. Mm. So I I always wanted to kind of mix that playfulness and like the the kind of people in relationships tease each other all the time. Of
0: course, oh, for sure.
1: What you do with your partner, but uh, I always wanted I always made sure there was a lot of like focus on like the fact that they truly support each other when one of them is feeling down. Like they the other one will try and do their best to cheer them up, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, just like any relationship right like you're you know your partner can always try and cheer you up sometimes you'll take it or sometimes you won't depending on how things are you know they're do they'll do their best but they can't fix your problems or whatever uh so i try to kind of weave all those aspects into dialogue and the story um i don't know i i also just chat with a lot of people I, i'm friends with a few people who write visual novels and a lot of romance stuff too so I'd be like, hey, how does this feel like, as far as like, does this feel like dialogue people would say? And they would kind of be like, you know, talk about whether it's too, uh, too plot-heavy or too... writing dialogue is difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, this is definitely the first game where I've ever written this much dialogue for sure. Um, and it's all dialogue, right? There's not much other text in the game. So I tried to just kind of keep a focus on like, okay, what would I say if I was in this situation? Or like, Mm. what would, you know, what would my friends say? Because I have a friend who's like kind of apathetic or I have a friend who's like very, very excitable or like generally kind of angry or whoever, you know, whatever my friend, like my friends in different moods and like, how would they respond to these different situations? And like, you know, it kind of helped. It kind of made it feel less totally fantasy dialogue and more like real people talking.
0: Yeah i i get that completely i want to ask you like i you know based on like the game art and the cover art of the game you Mm -hmm. can see the the main character holding a sword i noticed that you it looks like you have sword earrings am i right about that
1: i i I do have sword earrings yeah are they
0: are they are they they the same type of sword or is that what kind of what kind of swords are those
1: these are i don't actually know what kind of swords these are Uh, these are probably like I think in in video game terms, they're like long swords. In yeah. actual sword
0: terms, I couldn't tell you. There's probably like a proper name for them and like... Is it a pop culture sword or anything like that? No, Is that Jon Snow sword? I'm like...
1: These these swords, I... So back in 2019, I demoed hmm. a boss game at a local convention. Uh, it was the first time I'd ever put up a booth or anything like that. Um, and I spent the whole weekend hustling and hustling and hustling. I have a, a friend I call with me. Who, who, who I bring to my booth with me. And he's like a big guy who's very loud. So mm-hmm. he's really good at getting people over and like come to the booth. We, we were crazy busy. People were like all over the booth. They were very excited. Um, So I didn't really get to actually see much of the convention, but like, uh, I had like an hour to spare. So at one point I ran off to like the dealer's hall and like went to go see if there was anything cool I wanted to see. And I saw these, these $10 earrings and I
0: was like very excited about them.
1: <laughs> so I got those.
0: They look cool. Uh, you know, like, it's just like you, you had your hand up like right next to your ear and I can see like the sword just like popped up like <laughs> on your hand for a second. And I was just like, is that a sword? And I was just like, I was like, that is really cool. I, I don't, I don't can't remember the last time I saw a sword as an earring. That's pretty dope. <laughs>
1: I, I love
0: gaudy jewelry.
1: I love gaudy earrings. I have a, a number of swords as earrings because whenever I see a cool one, I, I pick it up usually now.
0: So it's a collection for you.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I have like probably four sets of sword earrings. I think now. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Oh,
0: like that's really cool. So you're like the the main character. Also has a sword in this game. Is that the is that the only weapon that she uses? Like or is there multiple weapons?
1: Yeah, so she uses her like every, both the characters have like a a fast attack and a heavy attack. And Mm -hmm. the heavy attack is like a a special elemental attack. So Sophie has like a basic sword attack. that's very quick to charge up and does a little bit of damage. It's good for like keeping combos going and stuff. Or if you kind of want to play it safe and don't want to overcommit to something, you can use like a basic sword attack. She also has a, a heavy like moon elemental attack. Um, that kind of uses the sword and it does a lot of damage, but it, it's much uh, less safe because it takes longer to charge up and it um, uses a lot of your stamina, which you also need for defense. So yeah.
0: that's that's some really cool mechanics there. I, I like I want to pivot real quick. this is a boss, a boss centric game. Like <laughs> what what was the decision making process like there where you decided, like, I just want to have all bosses in this same game. Sure.
1: So it was two things. One, uh, I have a friend of mine for, so I got started in games with RPG Maker back mm-hmm. when I was a teenager um, and a friend of mine named, uh, they go by Craze. Um,
0: Shout out to Craze.
1: Craze, yeah. Uh, they made, they've made they made tons and tons of RPG Maker games, but they made a really good one I liked called Wine and Roses Ooh. and Wine, of, Wine and Roses is like a small like three or four hour RPG maybe where you explore this castle, and every encounter is a unique encounter. So they all have their own strategy to, th- strategy to them, and you can like defeat them with certain weapons, or you can like load out your character in a certain way so they have advantages. Excuse me. Um, and I really like the design. I thought it was perfect for like a smaller scope RPG. And kind of like I mentioned earlier, like I've always wanted to make an RPG, but I knew that I would never have like the I don't have the scope or the resources or anything to make like a full size RPG. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be cool if I just got the good parts. <laughs> <laughs> if I just looked the bosses and like the the exciting heights of an RPG, um, you kind of you can build in like narrative moments with every boss. Um, I do a lot in the game to to uh, you talk to every boss before you fight them. And then you mm-hmm. talk after you defeat them. So there's a lot of dialogue with the enemies that you're fighting in the game. Um, and so that's kind of what the story is built around. Uh, and it was my way of keep of making taking an RPG or something of that kind of RPG style story and making it a lot smaller, basically.
0: That's really cool. Um, So one of the things that like stood out to me when I was watching the trailer for this game was like the art style and because like it's such a really cool art style. Like in a way it kind of reminds me of uh, another game that I it's one of my favorites It's called Undertale. (laughs) And, like, it it, it reminds me a little Undertale, but it has a little more, like, a a little bit of a more colorful aspects to it. Like, the characters are actually smiling for the most part. So, (laughs) it's a different vibe, but, you know, a similar kind of art style here. I'm, like, like, I want to ask you two questions. First, have you played Undertale before or heard about it? And then, two, like, what was it like creating the art style for this game?
1: Sure. So, yeah, I, I really loved Undertale when it came out.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> Undertale is great. The music is phenomenal. Um, I, the art in that game is is very silly and gorgeous. Um, some of it's very silly, some of it's very gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did really like Undertale, and it was like I would definitely say to some extent, like a lot of the vibes and tone of Undertale are things that I did bring in this a little bit. Um, yeah, the art style was was a mix of like I like Undertale, and uh, there's another game called Downwell. Oh. Downwell okay. is like a, a mobile action game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's made by someone, uh, his name is, uh, I believe it's Ojiro Fujimoto. Um, and he made Downwell. And as far as I'm aware, he was working alone and it was his first game he'd ever made. Uh, it's a very simple, like, black and white and one color scheme. Um, and I'm not actually much of an artist myself. I don't ha- I have done art in the past, but I don't have tons and tons and tons of experience with it. I've done some pixel art in the past. So at one point I had a deadline coming up where I was trying to get the game ready to display at a show and like show off a demo to people. And I was still using a lot of placeholder art from like Zelda and stuff like that. And I, was like, <laughs> oh, I can't put this I can't put this on like the show floor if I have a bunch of placeholder art. Mm -hmm. I had a couple months left so I I was like okay let's come up with a style that I can like put together now and I can do with my own kind of limited art capabilities um and that was the black and white style uh it's got a little color in it like for the projectiles and special effects and stuff but I kept it very very simple so that I could do it uh and I actually think it, it works better and stands out really well because of that um especially because of how how much of the game is like Action-y where you need to be able to read what what's happening really clearly. Uh, I think the action, the black and white style kind of works really well for that because you can really clearly see what the boss is doing, for example, or, you know, what you're doing. Um, so I think it helps in that aspect too. Oh,
0: that's really cool. Um... I want to ask you because I know my uh, my audience is like going to ask me if I don't like they're going to hammer, hammer me down <laughs> if I don't ask this question. Sure. Um, So I know this is on Steam right now. Have you tested this out for Steam Deck?
1: I sure have. Yeah, no, I, um, yeah, no, I, I got a Steam Deck last year Uh, to play games on the couch mostly. And yeah, no, I played on the Steam Deck and it, it actually feels really good on the Steam Deck. So
0: it feels like the perfect Steam Deck game. It really does.
1: I'm really glad about that. No, I was, I was really happy when I, I like, put it up. I put up a build and then I tested it on my Steam Deck and I was like, oh, this actually just works and I didn't really have to do anything terribly special for it.
0: That is really um, cool. So yeah, I was really glad.
1: Uh, hopefully there's no specific Steam Deck bugs that I don't know about, but so far I've, I've been able to play through the whole game on Steam Deck and it, it
0: works pretty well. No, that's fun. That's fun. So you, um, you you have a Steam Deck yourself. What have you been playing on your Steam Deck?
1: Yeah. So, uh, the first thing I played on my Steam Deck was I played a bit of, uh, Vampire Survivors. Let's go. I love it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You love that game.
1: My, my girlfriend made fun of me because she's like, you bought this like several hundred dollars Steam Deck Mm -hmm. and then you played a $3 game on (laughs) it. Exactly. Um. But I actually, I also, I found out how to install. I, I, I kind of engineered it and figured out how to play, um, FF14 on there. Oh, so, really? Yeah. It, it was. It took a lot
0: of like. Hacking. Behind the scenes, yeah, basically, basically hacking into
1: it a little bit. Um, but yeah. So mostly because like my girlfriend will be playing Switch on the couch or whatever, and I'll like want to hang out on the couch next to her. So I was like, okay, well, I can play like Final Fantasy 14, and like I'd never played it before, so I picked it up and started leveling up a character. And I would just sit on the couch and like, you know, do some basic quests or whatever. And it's pretty, it works pretty well, actually.
0: Um, That's really cool. Uh, like, so based on your Final Fantasy history, is this your favorite favorite Final Fantasy?
1: I, I can't say. So I've only played like the first expansion of Final Fantasy XIV. Okay. From what I hear is like kind of slow. Like mm-hmm. it takes slower. It's kind of building up the story. Uh, all of my friends who play it have said like once you get like to the next couple of expansions, like a couple expansions past this, it gets to be really good. But I have not played it. I think my, f- my favorite Final Fantasy would probably be 10.
0: Oh! Out like,
1: of the ones I've played. I really mm-hmm. liked 10 uh there's a i haven't played like there's like half of them that i still haven't played
0: same but. here same here there's so <laughs> is many so of them there's so many of them, <laughs> so many of them. Yeah. like i i'm right there with you i've only played like half of them and then the rest of them like one day maybe i'll get to you but like yeah, yeah it's it's there's so many and they keep coming out with more and more so yeah. i'm like <laughs> i get yeah. down in the hole quite a bit
1: <laughs> yeah no of course yeah i'm always falling behind
0: I understand. I understand. So going back to um, boss game, this game has been in uh, like it took you a little while to create this, but like this game recently came out. Um, it, well, recently came out to Steam in July twentieth. What did you do to celebrate the release of your game?
1: <laughs> what did I do? So the first day, the day it came out, I think I patched it three times. Okay. The first, the first day, I, I just went and just patched it all day. Um, but I, mean, I think I did that for a couple days and then the weekend that came out, um, we went out with some friends and got sushi and fried chicken and some drinks and like all sorts of stuff. So we usually like, usually my girlfriend takes me out for a nice dinner when I release a game. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's always really nice. So we went out and got some sushi and, and nice stuff and we hung out at my place. I think we played with some fighting games. Uh, oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that was fun.
0: That is sweet. What um, so s- sushi and fried chicken. I, I I haven't heard that combo. If I'm being
1: honest. No, no, no. There's uh there's um, there's a really good style of Japanese fried chicken called uh, Karaage. Okay. And it's like fried chicken marinated in like soy sauce and sake and other stuff. It's really good. Uh, so I try. Yeah, it's it's I it's one of my favorites. So. I always so
0: do they fried chicken have a crunch to it, or is um, it?
1: yeah so what they do is they they fry it Mm -hmm. and then they take it out and dry it and they turn up the oil and they fry it again so it gets extra crunchy
0: oh yeah i'm i'd I'd be in there like swimwear that sounds
1: so good (laughs) it's if you ever get the chance to try it you totally should because it's it's Really, it's one of my favorites. I make it at home sometimes now because I really <laughs> like
0: it. I love that. I love that. Okay, so I know this is going off on a tangent a little bit, but uh, we gotta talk about the sushi choice. What okay. was like? What was what the sushi choice? Like your primary like go-to oh, rolls? Geez.
1: I like, I like anything with a uh, spicy mayo. So oh. anything
0: that's got
1: spicy mayo on top, or uh, there's like eel sauce. Either one of those, mm-hmm. I like them. But I'm I'm not picky when it comes to fish. I'll eat I'll eat pretty much any food honestly (laughs) um
0: i like shrimp but i mean i like um sushi but i'm basic i'm like shrimp tempura type of guy
1: shrimp tempura is great
0: it's It's so good
1: yeah you can't go wrong with
0: that (laughs) it is so good so you know boss rush uh like you you did a lot of boss rush like themes in boss game and i gotta ask you is this
1: I'm sorry you you cut out for me for just a second there. Oh,
0: no, you're good. Okay, so boss um boss game. How long is this game in total? Like what's sure. the estimated time range?
1: So, it it does definitely depend on like how long it takes you to get through certain bosses. Um I kind of designed the game so that you probably wouldn't beat every boss in your first try. You're probably going to have to take a couple, couple tries for most bosses because you gotta learn their attack patterns and stuff. It's really easy to retry though. I, I, from what I can tell from people who have played it, it's around four or five hours. Oh, that's great. So, uh, some people, somebody takes like six. Some people beat it really fast in like three, um, and that's if assuming you're just going from like the start to the end of the story. There's also like extra stuff you can unlock during the game. Um, there's like each boss has like challenges you can do for it that unlock some extra story stuff, um, and there's uh, actual boss rush modes that just do with the bosses. Again, if you want to do those at the end. Um, but yeah, like the main story is like, I, I would say like probably four or five hours.
0: Oh, that's great. That's a, that's a perfect sweet spot. That's like a great weekend that you can mow through this game. I love that.
1: Yeah, I that love- was, that was exactly what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I love that. So. Here is a question I, you know, I wanted to approach to you and it's I like I feel like representation matters in video games and this is like a, a really cool game where we we're featuring a lesbian couple, which is so important because we don't get a lot of those games. So what is it like for you to create like a game to where like a lot of people can really relate to this, you know, like what is that? What was that process like for you and how do you feel about that?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I am. Um... I was really excited to do that i it's it's um i got the i got the ideas for Sophie and Anna ages ago after reading like an old yuri comic um it's just like a high school romance comic between these two girls um it's called girlfriends actually and after I read that comic i like i really loved the characters and I really wanted to kind of try and write my own thing um I was really excited to, to write that. Obviously, I I also have a girlfriend, mm-hmm. um, and so I think I don't know. There were parts of the time during Boss Games development where I wondered how much I should like, how much I would. I was kind of like undercutting, like you know, would there people would there be people who didn't like this game because it's featuring lesbians or whatever, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. And, and I that's what I wanted to write, and I knew I had plenty of friends who would be into that, um, but who would be into, you know, the fact that I had lesbian couples, but if I was like, you know, if I wrote it about a regular, you know, a straight romance or something like that, if I made it like much more, you know, uh, safe or something, I guess, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe it would get a bigger audience or something. I don't know. But I, I what I have found is that like, what i wanted to write was a lesbian romance and i would rather like not pull any punches in that regard and just do what i want to do and i have found that there are a lot of people who really really want that
0: oh yeah for sure
1: (laughs) because there are a lot of people who don't get that stuff and like a lot of you know bigger companies people with lots of money who have to sell lots and lots and lots of copies of things Mm -hmm. Like, they're gonna all play it safe, right? They're gonna try and, and do stuff that is gonna appeal for the most amount of people, and usually that doesn't include lesbians. Um however, that's not me, because no. I'm making dreams out of my out of my office and like, you know, in my spare time and stuff like that. And I might as well just make the stuff that I want and make the stuff that like my friends will like and that people, you know people don't necessarily get to see. So I I You know, I had my doubts about it for a minute, but um, my girlfriend helped me out too because she she was very encouraging about this stuff. She's like, "No, you should just make what you want to (laughs) make," and and I'm way happier that I did. It's been a really good experience. Um, all the reception I've gotten for it has encouraged me to do it more in the future. Basically, it's like just make the stuff that I want to make and make stuff for you know people who don't normally get representation or people who don't normally, you know, have games about them or like a game about lesbian romance or something like that. Um, Because I found that the people who play that and get to see it for the first time or for, you know, don't get to see it very often are are usually extremely grateful for it. (laughs) Usually extremely excited to see that in the game. So I'm really happy that I could do that.
0: I'm I'm so glad you did because like representation does matter and like it is really cool to see like characters that people like can relate to and you know like and And also like, even if I can't personally relate to that story, like, you know, like as a straight male, like it is really cool to learn and see a different perspective. And, and I feel like that's like how we get more, you know, educated is by learning and experiencing other, other cultures, other, you know, like lifestyles and such like that. So I'm so glad you, you stuck to your guns there.
1: Yeah, no, of course I, I, you know, there's, regardless of whether or not it's a lesbian story there's always something in it you can get out of it if you're not a lesbian or something right (laughs) you know there's still a romance it's still cute and you can still appreciate it and like you said like you get to see a side of things you don't normally get to see which i think Everyone could probably use a little more of
0: oh yeah for sure <laughs> for sure one thing I will uh, I do want to point out is it sounds like you have an amazing partner who takes you out to get fried <laughs> chicken sushi and encourages you to to write these type of games and develop these type of games so shout out to her
1: yeah she she's really wonderful um I'm extremely lucky to have her and uh, I did I, she used the she's the one I like to like uh, what do you call it? in the credits or whatever, and you put like special things or something. To
0: oh that. yeah. Or whatever,
1: I dedicated it to her. That's what <laughs> I did, so.
0: That's so sweet.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: That is so sweet. So Lily, you know, before we go, give everyone the the last final pitch on why they should go out and play boss game, the final boss is my heart. Sure. Yeah.
1: So boss game is all the best parts of an RPG or a cool story game or something packed into something that you can play in a weekend or a long night, if you really want to. Um, I've heard people tell me that it's made them cry more than like a long RPG has. I've heard people tell them that they've never played a game like this before. I, 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 I think it is, if you are into these kinds of games, if you like action stuff, or if you like cute stories, or if you like lesbian romance, or you know even if you just like the art you know whatever you're into like i i I think it's a good time and i think i've done everything i can with this game to make sure that like every moment you play it is exciting and fun and new um and i I think it's pretty unique for that so please check it out
0: (laughs) i love it i love that pitch and everyone by the way you know this does this is a single player Experience it also has full controller support, so like you can play this with your your Xbox controller, your PlayStation controller, whatever have you. So, like, you know, and your Steam Deck, by the way, for all you people who who are gonna blast me if I didn't ask the Steam Deck question. So, yeah, (laughs) so yeah, this is fully playable on through controllers. You know, you can find this game on Stitch and uh, itch and on Steam. I combined those words for some reason, but anyways, everyone definitely go check out Boss Game. the final boss is my heart the links will be in the description of this episode so you don't even have to go honey you can just you know listen to this episode scroll down hit and click right on that link and just go buy this game immediately but anyways anyways we'll talk a little bit more about where you can buy it because we are entering the boss the boss level of the Single Player Experience <laughs> podcast, so to speak. It is time, everybody, for our Pro Nerd Trivia portion of the show, where we asked our esteemed guest five, count it five times, five times, five times, <laughs> five times, five questions based on all sorts of random, random nerdy categories. So, if our guest gets every single question correct, they will be entered in the Pro Nerd Hall of Fame, where. They would join the likes of Cam Hawkins, our one and only entrant into the our Hall of Fame so far. Lily, are you ready?
1: I think I'm about as ready as I'm ever going to be. I'm excited.
0: All right. All right. You are tackling a boss very, very much. Like, this boss is about the same level as the Elden Ring boss. So, <laughs> so a little know. bit of a challenge.
1: I'm going to need more tries.
0: Yeah, the more tries. I love that. I love that. All right, so your first category looks like it is in the realm of Nintendo. Okay. Nintendo. Okay. What? So, sh- so there's a little bit confidence in that. Okay, I like that. I like that. know so, a little
1: bit of Nintendo stuff.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So this console, this console, was Nintendo's. Hold on let me rephrase the, let me rephrase the question everybody because I don't like the way this is phrased all right so here we go which console did Nintendo release in the year two thousand and six which console did Nintendo release in the year two thousand and six
1: I, I feel like this is a trick question. No, I'm wondering what my memory is. My, oh gosh, I can't remember which one of the handhelds. Um,
0: what were you doing in 2006?
1: Is it the, so in 2006, I was in high school. And Same here. We were doing, and we were playing the Wii. And so my money says that it's the Wii. But I can't remember when the DS's and stuff came out, so I can't. If it's if it's one of the other weird DS's or something, I can't remember. I'm gonna say the Wii, and I'm gonna hope I'm not wrong.
0: And you are absolutely correct, Lily. <laughs> you have locked in the oh correct answer. <laughs> okay. Locked in the correct answer. Yeah, uh, that was a good. That was a good line of thought because in, in high school, I, I was also in high school when the Wii came out, and I graduated in 2009, so very early in my high school career. But yeah, that was a very good guess. Cool. That was a very good guess. I love love that. So let's continue on. Our next category is in the realm of Batman. No 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 Batman. <laughs> Alright, so all right, so here we go. Oof. Alright, so <laughs> all right. What color is the Riddler's costume in the film Batman Forever? What color is the Riddler's costume in the film Batman Forever?
1: Isn't it green and black? Or green, at least?
0: That is an acceptable answer. Green is absolutely correct. Okay. Yeah. All right, so I don't you're...
1: know if it was like green with like question marks or something on it. It might, I not remember.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Gre- it, it, green was, yeah, as long as you say green, that, that, <laughs> that would have been perfect. Okay, so. You are two for two this it looks like you're on a roll right now everything's going going good so far all right so this category is a hard one because it is anime anime
1: it's um, a big category
0: it's <laughs> a very expensive category and it's a very expensive category all right so which anime tells the story of satama a superhero who can Defeat any opponent with a single hit.
1: That is uh, One Punch Man.
0: She is three for three, everyone. <laughs> Lily is three for three.
1: One Punch! <laughs> I love One Punch Man. Right?
0: I did too. I did too. Um... I do too So you are Three for three in, Like no hesitation You're shooting from the hip It looks like you're on a roll Like codmail. So let's continue on With our questions here Our cate- next category Is in the realm Oof, Of the Wizarding World Of Harry Potter
1: Okay sure
0: The Wizarding World Of Harry Potter Which pub in London Conceals the entrance To Diagon Alley
1: Oh gosh
0: which pub in London conceals the entrance to Diagonale? Alley? Oh, this,
1: this one, yeah.
0: We I have know. cranked it up to hard mode, everyone.
1: Yeah, I read those books when I was... You know, a long time ago now. I remember the name of one of the alleys. And I remember one of the-, the alleys. That's not it. Um...
0: Which... I'm reading this out for the audience. Yeah. Which pub in London contains the interest to Diagon Alley.
1: Yeah, I can't remember. I don't know, I'm sorry. I I, it... I don't even know close enough to make a guess, I'm sorry.
0: It's all good, it's all good. Oh, yeah. The answer was the Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky oh, okay. Cauldron.
1: I do you remember it? I remember that being a name, okay.
0: okay. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> i could remember like nocturne alley is like the like that was a
0: shady yeah the yeah, shady was, one
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's the yeah. only one i remember
0: <laughs> yeah nocturne they made nocturne alley seem like it was the hood of harry potter basically where, like, <laughs> you the buy, Elf- yeah you can get all the cursed the cursed items or whatever yeah for sure like it- in, in Lion King's terminology, that was like the elephant graveyard, where you ain't supposed yeah. to go down Nocturne Alley, basically. Yeah. Uh, they really did make it seem like if you went down Nocturne Alley, that was your ass. Like, that, yeah. that was all she wrote. That was all she wrote. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for sure. For sure. So you do have one question left. Would you like to hear it?
1: I would like to hear it. Let's keep going. Let's
0: all right. I like this. I like this. All right. So. Your last and final question is in the realm of Pokemon. Okay. All right. So specifically, Generation 1. Generation 1. All right. This is a tricky one because, you know, generation, there was 151 of these little critters running around. All right. So there was a Pokemon. Number Pokemon number 37 by the name of Volpix. Mm-hmm. What Pokemon did Volpix evolve into? Ninetales. You are absolutely correct. <laughs> you,
1: you are four of five. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. No, that was Pokemon. Pokemon was my first game. It was one of my first games, so that one I remember. Uh...
0: Then no hesitation. Like You absolutely <laughs> nailed that one.
1: Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I... I got real close. I almost got there.
0: Okay. You almost got there. Like, you almost did. Like, that the Harry Potter one got yeah. you a little bit. It didn't.
1: Threw me out. I was totally in the dark on that one. But...
0: Yeah. And okay. so if you if you would have had a lifeline on the Harry Potter question, who would you have contacted?
1: Oh, geez. Actually, I have my, my friend Erin is, like, a huge Harry Potter nerd. Uh, She's got, like, all the Lego sets and stuff like that that mm-hmm. she builds. So I'm pretty sure she would have known. Um, yeah. Yeah, she he would have gotten it to me in like a second. When <laughs> said.
0: No hesitation. God.
1: No problem. Yeah. yeah, but no, I yeah, it's I haven't heard those books in ages, so
0: it's all good. It's all good. Four or five is not bad. Four or five is really strong. Um,
1: Pretty happy if I'm getting four sh- or five, but only one person's one, so I would, yeah, I would have liked to be on the board though, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'll tell you what, like av- after your next game, come back on the show, <laughs> we'll right, let's, it. Do it. let's do it, yeah, yeah, let's for do it sure, for sure. <laughs> so, Lily, we got two last main questions, uh, left in the show. My, my, my I guess you could say the pre ultimate question would be like before we go i want you to give everyone a video game recommendation that's not your video game so like a game you think people should check out whether it be an indie game that you would like to check check out or one of your favorite games of all time what game do you think people should check out
1: okay if i had to recommend one game it's kind of one that's been on my mind more and more recently anyway um i played a game recently called mushroom mushroom musume oh yeah so I don't know if you've ever heard of the kind of genre of like princess raising sims and the idea is that you play as like a parent who like raises a child up and they go on adventures and stuff right
0: huh i haven't heard that genre. that's pretty cool yeah, yeah
1: no it's like a whole big thing but basically in this game you play as like a lonely hermit and you really want a kid so you meet a witch and she gives you a mushroom that grows into a child and like based on like how you feed the kid how you feed your child and like what you do for them and if you like teach them how to farm or teach them magic or whatever you do they like grow up and go on adventures so the first half of the game is like you playing this parent trying to like raise them well and like teach them to be like kind or whatever and then they grow into like one of like 60 or 70 types of different mushrooms and then like they go on adventures and they like learn how to paint or they learn how to like wrestle or they learn how to, you know, they try and kill a bear or climb a mountain or whatever. And like, a lot of the times you'll do really bad and your, your mushroom kid will die. Oh <laughs> so it's, no! Like, really, it's like really grim, but the, game, the whole game from like start to finish takes like maybe 30 minutes to play. So you can just like, you kind of raise a mushroom and then you see what like adventures they go on and then they like retire and then, or they die or they fall in love or whatever. And then you do it again. And you'd like I raised like fifty mushrooms. I raised so many little <laughs> mushroom children. I was like obsessed with it for like a, a few weeks actually. <laughs> um but I, I really
0: like that game. And I think if you like weird storytelling and stuff like that, then you might really dig it. So Alright, for one last reminder, give everyone the title of the game.
1: Sure. It's called Mushroom Musume.
0: Mushroom it is,
1: um, Musume. M-U-S-U-M-E and it's on itch, so you can find it there. I think it's not actually terribly expensive. It might be free, I don't remember, but definitely worth checking out. It's very cool. The art's also gorgeous, Um, so highly recommend
0: it. I like that, I like that. Mushroom Mushime, Uh, uh, this is a really cool game. Uh, So (laughs) Lily, thank you for the recommendation. Everyone, before we go though, we do have one last question for Lily, and that is where can the good people find you, Lily? Sure.
1: Yep. So I am still on Twitter for now, uh, <laughs> which is we'll see how well that pans <laughs> out in the future. Uh, I am at um, it's me Lily V. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's me Lily i um, I'm also that on like Tumblr and CoHost and Mastodon and all the other social media places that people are trying. I'm the same name on all of them, so if you reach out to it's me Lily V., you're gonna find me. probably find a picture something goofy of like my face or like an anime character or something (laughs) so
0: um
1: and yeah so I, i just post about game dev i post about the games i'm working on or the games i'm playing and stuff like that uh yeah
0: and and just as important if they want to check out a wonderful game called boss game the final boss is my heart where would they where would they pick that up so they can pick that up so many places
1: um you can pick it up on PC or Mac on mm-hmm. Steam or itch if you want to play it on your phone you can too it's actually it's an action game that's designed to play really well on the phone so you can pick it up from the Apple app store or the Google play store and it's on there too um and if you just if you look for boss game or boss game the final boss is my heart like you'll definitely find out so oh,
0: for sure for sure so the link to find Lily and all of her favorite all of her preferred blah all of her preferred platforms is going to be in the description of this episode, as well as all the links to where you can purchase this sweet game. And definitely just go support Lily because she's doing amazing things out here. Lily, before we go, I want to thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Sebastian. I appreciate it. This is a lot of fun.
0: It's It's been a great <laughs> episode. You've been a great guest. I would love to have you back anytime you're available. So, Lily... You know, thank you so much for being on the show. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Single Player Experience podcast. The best thanks is mac and cheese. Uh, As always, you know, this is the best place for single player gamers to find about good single player games to play. Everyone, thank you so much. If you like what you heard, leave a review. It really helps the channel and the show grow. But in the meanwhile, I've been Sebastian. That's been Lily. Go play Boss Game. The final boss is my heart. And we're out, everyone. Bye. See ya so that's a wrap for today's episode i want to give a special shout out and thank you to lily valine for being on the show today i also want to let you know about the single player experience discord server it's the perfect place for single player gamers to talk about the good single player games they've been playing lately and to get video game recommendations think of it kind of like a book club for single player gamers the link to join will be in the description